anytime a new technology comes along, somebody has to examine the security implications of that, you know, and people, the cost may be cheaper, more data, bigger bandwidth and all that. What are security implications? Because the people who develop this technology don't think of security implications. And I have a deep root background in security. And I say, everything new comes along, they don't have security experts side by side. So that's the danger. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name's Rick Nusky, and I have somebody incredibly talented on the line with us today. But before we jump into that and introduce this wonderful individual, I'd just like to take a second of pause to thank you so very much for supporting the show. Your feedback is warming, it's humbling, and it's making all the difference knowing that it's making a difference for you. Now, with all that being said, on today's call, I'm going to be spending some time with Mr. Tara Chand. How are you, Tara? Uh, good evening, Rick Nuski. I'm well. I hope you're well too. And we're staying safe in this uh, COVID worldwide climate. Yes, yes. It's 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 a uh, it's a challenge globally, isn't it, um, for all of us? And um, Tara uh, will talk more about that in a moment. But uh, just to give uh, our audience a, a bit of a bit of a background, Tara, um, about you. Um, I'm wondering if you can share uh, where you're located and um, and what you're involved with in, in your work life. A very good question, uh, Rick. So I am based in Southern California and I have a passion for innovation. And I, many, many years ago, I was innovating across many, many disciplines and many areas of knowledge and technology and i was struggling what to call this business you know yeah. proper choose because it didn't affect anything so i ended up calling promise internet promise group because that's uh, the new technology internet coming forward in the future it has problems and uh, many different ways to help the society and community so i called it internet promise group and luckily over time i innovate across uh, seven different market verticals and you can learn that from my website but uh if you're curious about my background okay i would give you my background in two parts uh, one is my education and a family background and then second how i come to innovate you know so i uh, come from a family of doctors and engineers uh, uh, in india new delhi and uh, my father was a ophthalmologist you know he was world renowned he would handle New, create new surgical techniques and um, solve many problems that other doctors couldn't solve. So I'm proud of my parents from that respect. Absolutely. My mom was a housewife and very nurturing. And then all my brothers and uh, sisters and are uh, in professionals. And I, um, I uh, immigrated to USA almost 40 years ago. And I had been for the last 30 years in um, Southern California. So I went to lucky, I was lucky to go to Indian Institute, Institute of Technology in New Delhi, which is a well-known institution worldwide, mm -hmm. was with British help in the, early in the time. I did have professors from Imperial College, you know, 
and then after I that uh, the economy was taking downturn at that time, so I immigrated to England. I was there for three years. I went to Master of Science uh, in Systems Engineering in Queen Mary College. You might know that. Utterly enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed my time because system engineering was my pet subject. You know, because I was curious about many many things in the world, and so. After that, I came to USA, and I worked for many, many decades in aerospace and defense industries. Uh, with, uh, with it was fascinating to learn what the USA was doing. You know, it, it's like a technological society compared to the India, which is like a different kind of society. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so very much for sharing your background in such a deep way. Thank you very much. Now, I wonder, do you find it hard to sleep at night? Hard to sleep at night? Yes, because you're so busy with new ideas. Do you do you suddenly wake up? Do you suddenly wake up in the middle of the night thinking I've got to capture this idea? Do you do you find that you can switch off? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So so let me share some of that. So I think uh, you may wonder, your audience may wonder, how can this guy innovate across so many different market verticals? Mm. So that secret I want to share with you and your audience. What happens that I'm rely I'm asked this is my own question to myself that how can I do that? You know? And so the answer came that if I see a problem, you know, however it comes across to me in a magazine or a news item or people talking about it, the problem stays in my head, you know, my mind. Mm-hmm. And then subconsciously I analyze all facets of the problem, and the problem has many elements. I mentally, I have a vast mental intellect space that I mentally analyze the problem, how it came about, where it came about, why is it like that, all facets of the problem, up, down, down, below, every place. And then that's all I do. I just analyze the problem, and then my subconscious overnight, over many nights or many months, hands me a perfect solution in my mental subconscious. And I say, wow, how did that happen? Mm. Well, that's a mystery to myself because <laughs> I... <laughs> so I turn the, the, my, turn the problem to my subconscious, and subconscious works 24 hours, nighttime, daytime, and I'm doing other things. And, they, and suddenly say, oh, Tara, here's a solution. I say, wow, this is amazing how it came about, you know? And that's the fascinating, then I call that a God-given gift to be able to, and I take problem in any space, not just engineering and technology, but human interactions or or other aspects of society and all that. And that's why uh, I write movie scripts as well, you know? And I set up a goal, say, if, 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 if I, I don't want to write a movie script for a, a banana, I want to write a movie script that at least has the potential for a billion dollar, you know? So also, in early in my life, I was doing innovations of small problems. I said, no, not worth it, not fascinating. Now I want to solve the biggest problem. Give me the biggest problem the universe has, including COVID. I have a solution for it, you know? We need more people exactly like you like you right now because, you know, we're obviously going through um, a global pandemic with the COVID-19, but you also have something underway in relation to that space. But before we talk about that, um, you talked, talked about um, writing movie scripts. What else do, do you like to do for entertainment? I watch TV. I enjoy TV. I listen to music, you know, mm-hmm. and that that's like a to share with you that while I'm watching a, a TV that's on surface subconscious is still working on the problem it's like a computer multitasking 
So if while I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping, I'm resting, but my mind is working on subconsciously on problems, you know? Uh, I just wonder, um, do you find that you um, get up early in the morning? What, is it, what does a day look like for you, Tara? Um, I wake up around 8 o'clock. I enjoy my early morning sleep because that new ideas come up that time. I have an iPad next to my bed. If I come up, I record notes on that, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then I uh, get up and uh, make tea for the family. Specialty I created. For, I'm creative in every, making new recipes and new things like that, you know. And so I created tea that I find it very good. And my wife didn't like it, but now she likes it, you know. Mm -hmm. So then I uh, relax, sit down, drink the tea, and more ideas come. So my ideas are popping all over the time, nonstop. And I say, oh, not worth pursuing, not worth pursuing, give it up. I look for very big solutions, you know. Well, right, right now, Tara, you're involved with a COVID-19 solution that does not require the help of vaccines, which is incredibly important work. Tell us a little bit more about that, if you could. Sure, Nick, I, I'll be happy to. Um, uh, let's see. Yes, yeah, so we just filed last week a, a final submission to FDA for they have a program called a new drugs or an EUA emergency use authorization program where if the drug already existed, used for some other purpose, then repurposing it, they call it EUA, and so they can quickly approve that. Mm -hmm. So that's pending, and it went through a couple of iterations because they said this is lacking, this is lacking, like the risk analysis and all that. So I refined their application, so it's pending, hopefully. So what happens this? So that's going back to what I just shared with you. So the problem stays in my head, and a solution comes from subconscious. So I'm sitting here, sitting, say, oh, interesting, COVID, virus, what kind of virus is that, you know? Mm -hmm. Where is it from, you know? All that thing. And then uh, and then a solution came that I was watching a video or movie, or not a movie, sorry, a news program, where they showed in China, they had a disinfecting an interior of a plane, commercially a jetliner, by taking, you know, the, the gun that guarded protective gear, and spraying the entire plane to kill the whatever, you know, disinfect mm -hmm. it. Wow, that's interesting. You can disinfect interior of a commercial jetliner by spraying that. I said, well, why can't you do that with uh, the human lungs? You know, this is a very special virus. It attacks the lungs first and is free-floating in the lungs. People don't think, people think the virus goes in the blood, but this is free-floating in your lungs, you know. Yes. And why can't I uh, disinfect what's called humidifier, not what's the word, proper word for that, you know, disinfect the, the lungs. It's through, it's through a, an aerosol. That, yeah, that's an interesting idea. So I didn't know much in many months. Uh, so the two problems came up then. Well, disinfect with what? Second, how do you disinfect? I wasn't aware of the aerosol or nebulizer. I luckily found the research on the internet. Nebulizer is a perfect mechanism for taking a liquid medicine, turn into a steam or vapors. Yep. Or and you can inhale that. I didn't know that, you know, before. I just researched that on the web. I said, that's a perfect way to do that. To inhale that and be already being used for other medicines, you know, for temporary solutions. And I said, I'm not looking for temporary solution. I'm looking for permanent solution. So, so once I figured out that the humidifier is there or the nebulizer is the perfect solution for this, what disinfectant I can use that's safe for the humans. Mm -hmm. And 
come back for come from India, I have a little bit better knowledge of the, the fundamentals of these some of these uh, botanicals that the properties, you know, and I have I knew mustard, mustard seeds of mustard oil. I had used mustard oil in a different medicine called ear natural. Where let let me digress for one second, if I might. Yes. So now, right now, if you have middle infection, you know, virus or bacteria in a flu season or whatever, the solution is go to urgent care doctor. He looks at the ear, say ear infected. Here's amoxicillin antibiotic. Take it for five days. Problem solved. That's what happens. So my subconscious delivered to me a formula for made of um, uh, essential oils, two different essential oils. Mm-hmm. You take that and drop in a few drops in each ear or ear that's paining or itching, and within five minutes, the infection is gone from the roots. Okay. No antibiotics, no five days, no urgent care. Okay. So I'm telling you the power of some of these botanicals like mustard seed oil. They eat it as a part of relish, you know, Mr. Relish, yep. but it has certain chemicals or compounds that will kill the virus in contact. So so that's the background I'm telling you. So, so what happens, so I was aware of that, and also neem is very popular in India and all over the world now, a lot of research going on. And I said neem has also antiviral properties will kill the virus in contact, you know? So taking that knowledge and experimenting with it, I filed an application, which is a combination of many of these the botanicals and taken as a mist through nebulizer will just kill the virus outright and you're floating in the lungs. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, given the amount of conversation that's going on globally with all the government's heads of state and just the um, pushback, so it seems, from government, um, I'm very hopeful that this comes to the fore as uh, uh, one of the stream of vaccines and solutions that we all so desperately need. I, I wonder if we could, Tara, could we talk about subconscious? Because I know that uh, a lot of people um, don't really understand it. And I wonder, is there a way to um, uh, train our subconscious to do more for us so that we can become more creative like yourself? Sure, sure. I, I think that there's a saying in India that if the nature gives you a problem, it also gives a solution at the same time. And it's just a matter of you finding the right solution. You look for it, you know. It's not like the God would not give you a problem, it doesn't give you a solution as well, you know. So yes. It wants the human to find a solution. So that's what happened in this case. And so intuition is a... Um, people call it intuition. I Let me, if I may, take a few minutes to describe that. So human mind has two different parts to it. If I'm using some terms that may not make sense to you, the audience, but believe me. So it's called a foreground and a background. Okay. Foreground is where your mind works, thinks, acts, you know? Yep. And a background is a background which is silent. You know, like if you watch him, it's like a drama. It's a foreground where the action is happening, right? Mm-hmm. The, which is watching the action being taken place along with the audience. So what happens that uh, all the solutions, potential solutions lie in the background. So you have to learn the technique to know a problem in the foreground and then somehow subconsciously take it to the background. The background is subconscious mind will deliver you the solution. Does it help? Yes, absolutely. It certainly does. And, um, you know, is this about trusting yourself to to allow that um, the universe will deliver everything you need in terms of solutions? Yeah. Well, one time, let me share one more thing. That uh, I, uh, many, many years ago, I came in contact with Swami Muktananda. You might have heard his name. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so over the years, uh, people went to, foreigners went to India, asked them questions in the evening meetings, and a lot of questions were asked, he answered all them. And one question they came, somebody was asking a question, say, well, Baba, the book says this, book this says this, you know? And the Baba replied, say, well, the, well, the books came first and the mind came first. The mind came first to create the books, to trust your mind, not the books, right? Yes, absolutely. I um, I wonder as time goes by and we all um, move through life, do you do you look to um, different people for inspiration? Who do you who do you follow? Who do you like uh, listening to? I I don't look to people for inspiration. I I marvel. I marvel at the human beings. Yes. <laughs> the creativity, the nature, and the gods is a God's creation. I marvel at the God's creation, and. And I'm one of that creation, so I marvel at me and I marvel at uh, what's called, called Elon Musk. There are a lot of amazing people around. Yes. So so I, I don't, um, you know, the question comes up when I was growing up in high school, who is your leader? Who is your leader? I said, well, I don't follow any leader. I'm my own leader, you know. I, I wonder if I could ask, um, with all of the the patents that you have in place and the inventions and solutions that you've come up with, Tara, what is one that has really impressed you? A very good question. So the most difficult problem, as I understood with cyber, uh, internet or cyber security, mm-hmm. in the control of others, you know, uh, International Engineering Task Force. And so you can touch it. So how can you innovate a cybersecurity problem without touching the internet? But that is the most difficult problem. And I figured out a way to do that. And I won't have time to discuss in detail right now mm-hmm. but that's the most difficult problem and then also as a corollary to that for, for example let's say you know there's an idiom in in in, in india when i grew up saying if it's like a stupid idiom but the way it goes is that if you don't like the sound of flute if you destroy the flute somebody else we make them more more flutes so you have to destroy the bamboo species of bamboo they can't make any, any more flutes so I so if you have to destroy the problem at the root, then you have to destroy the problems. For example, the work uh, technology we're working on right now and we're launching within a few months is called a card score platform, where you can make a payment to any merchant online or retail store without the card being present in any shape and form in your mobile device or the, with the merchant. So basically, the problem was the data being stolen from either from your computer or from the merchant computer system or intermediaries and all that. I said, well, let's kill the problem from the root. Let's get rid of the, the, the data, you know. So we built a platform called CardScore Platform. You can learn more about that on a, we have a salestransactionsystem.com website, salestransactionsystem.com describes that. And it's a platform that we, um, we eliminate the problem from the roots. And when I do that, I say, well, you don't want to make life complicated, you know, common people. So it's a very easy, uh, super convenient, super secure, and super uh, human-friendly, you know? Yes. I'm, I'm a big student of now human factor. All of my new innovations have intrinsically the human factor aspect. Or it's the people touching the technology. You don't want to make the life complicated. You want to make it simpler, right? Yes. So that's the biggest part of my innovations that I have done, you know, in any field. Thank you so very much. I, I'm just I'm just amazed with some of the ideas and the concepts that you've come up with, uh, Tara. I wonder. Um, I know that some people 
are motivated by money. Some people are motivated by a greater good. What motivates you to do what you do? Very interesting and good question, Rick. Uh, I think that uh, money motivates me. Money, not in the max that I needed to live on. I have plenty to live on on myself. Mm-hmm. Is good for the world. If if I did make a lot of money, like you know Bill Gates or whatever, I would use it to solve the world's problems. You know, any any area. You know, and improve the. Uh, you know, the lives of the people and all that. Other many other people are doing that too, and that's what I want to say. I, I'm I'm like a hermit, hermit in my thinking. I don't need much <laughs> for the luxury. I just focused on helping. You know. Absolutely, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, thank you again for sharing. I, I wonder, uh, a man of your talents and and skills and brilliant mind, do you do any professional speaking? Who do you who do you share your work with? I would love to, and I think I am working with a PR agency that is trying to find uh, ways for me to speak. I would love to speak to any audience. We are looking to go to TED, you know, talk. TEDx. Uh, yeah, and file application. And we're trying to find out, but I think that uh, if you can help in that regard, we very appreciate that I'm willing to speak. I'm willing to share my knowledge, how I innovate, in what areas innovate, how the innovation happened, you know, including how the movie scripts came about, you know. Yes, and, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the underlying is I'm trying to solve. The movie scripts aren't just entertainment. They are a entertainment with a message trying to solve a problem, conflict, human conflict, you know. Yes, yes. I wonder, Tara, um, given what you know of the world and the global society that we essentially live in together, what sort of technology and advancements do you see in the next 10 years? Well, there's very, very interesting subject. I think about that, you know, if, if, think about it. You can be any part of the world and you pick up your cell phone, mobile phone, and talk to anybody. It's such a fascinating piece of technology. You may be, I may be talking to my wife next door. She calls me on the phone, <laughs> mobile <laughs> You may be talking to your brother or somebody in Russia, China, any place. You pick up the phone within four or five seconds, you have a connection. And so I marvel with that. And essentially, that's one of the one I want to share one more thing with you is that I was in a building in a basement and my cell phone connection, the, the bars disappeared. I came out within five, ten seconds, the bars came back. I said, fascinating. What is the cellular technology, you know? Yep. And so research and they found out that that is a there's a f- issue in that fundamental issue and, and I could solve it. I filed a patent. I got a patent. We're trying to market that. I call the technology GPS smart because it, other than location, I'm using GPS in a very smart way. So what happens that your phone as a part of its natural operation, technical operation has to being able to talk to China or next door or whatever, India, your phone has to emit every three seconds, I'm here, I'm here. The signal is picked up by the cellular network and they say, oh, which area of the uh, this whole global network you're calling from, they record that. So if somebody calls you from any place, they go to the database and say, oh, you are in that part of cell and they try to connect you, right? Yeah. So I said, that's great. I said, but if you are stationary in a place, you know, for one hour, one minute, or 10 hours in a day or sleeping, you don't have to say, I'm here, I'm here, you know? So I researched that and I got a pattern where you 
put a tiny bit of GPS logic within your phone where, where the logic checks if you moved like 100 feet or less or more. Yep. And if you have moved, then don't say, I'm here, I'm here. You know, it's, it's a artificial intelligence logic tied to your personal movement behavior, whether you go to office or shopping or whatever. When you're moving, then it send, I'm here, I'm here. And if you're not moving, it doesn't send that I'm here, I'm here. So that's almost like an 80, 90% saving on I'm here signals. And that's almost 90% battery life, you know? Yeah, that as well. I wonder, you know, if, if you mentioned AI, um, and I think of threats when I think of AI, should we be scared of technology? I am scared of technology, yes, because uh, it, 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 it takes, uh, it requires a, uh, a, what's the word, how do I say that? Yeah, because you have to remember what doesn't exist in front of you. You know, if if you have if you have three squares in front of you, the in front of you you can select one of three, easy. But if you don't have any square, uh, it's a select. You have to remember what the three options are, and it's very, you know, the mind to remember all the information as part of the moment. You know, so artificial intelligence, as Elon Musk has spoken, is that uh, that has a good side and a bad side too. You know, use it different ways. You know. Go back to G one one second. So GPS smart is not only saving radiation coming out of your phone, uh, eliminating it 80, 90 percent of time, based as well as saving your battery life. But this is happening for every cell phone around you. So, for example, every cell phone around you has the same feature. It doesn't emit. I'm here unless they moved. Then you cut down the entire radiation in the space environment by 80, 90 percent. That's incredible. I, I wonder, would that benefit the actual network providers as well? Yeah, the net, network benefits a great deal because the network is precious. You know, in a given area, you can only handle thousands of calls based on the spectrum bandwidth. So it helps, uh, it helps this technology, GPS smart, not only helps the individual phone owner, it helps uh, uh, the networks too because it makes more efficient use of the spectrum, you know? Absolutely. I. I think about networks, cellular, cellular networks, that's a mouthful, <laughs> and I think about 5G. There seems to be a lot of concern about 5G. What are your takes on 5G technology? Well, I, I think it's a, um, other people are saying that it's, it's more, um, more security prone, more security danger. Mm -hmm. So go back in times when you had landlines, okay, and nobody had security problems. Then you move to cell phones, and now you have to encrypt that and the security problems. So anytime a new technology comes along, there's a, somebody has to examine the security implications of that, you know. And, and people, the cost may be cheaper, more data, bigger bandwidth and all that. What are security implications? Because the people who develop this technology don't think of security implications. And I have a deep root background in security. And I say, everything new comes along, they don't have security experts side by side. So that's the danger big danger and, and the thing is why you need a 5g if you're happy with the 4g why you need a 5g you know yeah yeah so there's a time and place that technology should slow down do you think i, I think it's not the slowdown i think they have to examine the complete and fuller implications of the technology you know the, the why what I example i will give you one more thing for example like uh, there's a mantra of vaccine 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 i'm giving this example as an illustration of what we just talked yeah. about yeah so, so yeah. think about mantra of vaccine vaccine vaccines i say oh okay well the vaccine is not a complete solution a vaccine is a only a 
protective solution, okay? Now think about it. So they, they couldn't make a uh, vaccine because of COVID because it's mutating all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So they with the new technology called mRNA, uh, messenger RNA, which is a, so they create a, some fragment of the virus itself that goes to a your human cell. Human cell reproduces that and makes the virus. So body says, oh, now we got a virus and I have to create antibodies for that, okay? Now they're marching ahead and doing testing and all that, safety testing, but they don't go back and think about the bigger implications of that. So, for example, how would your own body, your antibody system, be able to differentiate between a pathogen that came from outside your body or that your own body created? So you are playing like a Frankenstein role by trying to change the body's human immune system to, and you can't tell how will it work in a bigger population because you're fooling the immune system, essentially, right? Yes. So immune is, this is a foreign body came from out of the body is danger let me assess what the danger is and create antibodies to destroy it okay but that's the basic immune system but now this telling the immune system say no this body is dangerous body was created by your own self destroy that you know yes Katie skates hard as to how is it possible that you can play around with uh, disregard other implications and just focus on one small aspect of you know to create a vaccine for covid you know Absolutely, absolutely. I um, this has been just an absolutely fascinating call with, with a brilliant individual who knows so very much. Now, um, everybody who's on the call today, um, I would definitely suggest that you ask for Tara to speak uh, at your events, your conferences online at the moment, and uh, other when the world opens up again. Now, Tara, importantly, when people want to find you and learn more about you, where will they find you? Well, I have no problem. The basic is my telephone number and address is in uh, my website, internetpromisegroup.com. I have a other websites called salestransactionsystem.com. We're trying to bring this magnificent payment technology without card being any place in the network. And then also we have a, a IPG, Internet Promise Group, IPG Natural Health.com or which also talks about the ear natural which uh, solves your ear immediately infection within a matter of minutes single dose single treatment natural ingredients and then I happy to receive anybody's call my telephone number is three one zero seven eight seven one four zero zero and if uh, rich one request I may make of you is that I wanted to connect with a lot of people in the world, especially who think like me or who can finance some of these uh, innovations and to take it to the market. And I'm sure Elon Musk had a benefactor 10 years ago when he was trying to launch his car company, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want to find something similar kind of people who believe in innovations we do, how we do that and help us succeed. That's wonderful. Absolutely. This is the platform to do exactly that. Uh, we have a, uh, a large audience and it's growing by the day, Tara. And in closing, after speaking with you, I'm thinking about things so differently. And I'd like to say thank you very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. 
And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.